Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the B-Team podcast. And Ben, I finally got over my depression from possibly the worst sports week of my life. I was over it until now, and we're going to have to rehash it. Let me, uh, let me walk you through the timeline of how my Thanksgiving break went. Uh-huh. Thursday, Egg Bowl, live and Disgusting. in studio. Talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that. Friday, uh, thought John Moran had like torn his ACL. All good news. He's just out for like a month or two. Nice. Saturday, basically lost every pick I made from last week, and we had 16 of them. So, you know, it was a bad time. Uh, And then Sunday, I had to watch just the worst human on earth, Tom Brady, beat my football team again. Yeah. And I would. I would also be remiss if I didn't throw in that Nashville SC lost in the Eastern Conference semifinals this weekend. In a shootout. In a shootout where they made zero goals. Yeah, that's just tough. Uh, yeah, that's tough, man. But you, you did win in fantasy football. Yeah, uh, trying really helps. Paying attention yeah. to who you start and sit makes a big difference. I'm coming to find out. Yeah, so, yeah, that is an all-time bad weekend, though, to be honest. It happens. Hey, I'm I'm here, which is unfortunate, but – wait, what? Hey, I'm glad you're here, buddy. <laughs> ben, you want to get into the weekend recap? Not really, but I guess <laughs> we can just get it over with. We, we, have, we have to talk about the Egg Bowl as much as it pains us to say. Why? I don't know. People want to hear us be sad. Is that a thing? That's fair. That's fair, probably. Oh, quick shout out to all the people that had us on the um, their Spotify rap for their top uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even if you're like, you know, minutes listed was just one episode, we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of cool. That's one more episode than I've listened to. So, <laughs> Ben. If you allow me for like, I don't know, two minutes. Okay. I want to take you on a journey down the egg bowl path with me from last Thursday. Okay. I mean, you were texting throughout the day, so <clears throat> you might be pretty aware of the situation, but Thursday in all of Mississippi was just gloomy all day. But Pete and I made the trek. We left about, I don't know, 3, the 6.30 kickoff. Got there about um, 5-ish, you know, parked and everything. Driving up to the stadium from, you know, uh, what is it, like 72 or something like that? I can't remember. (laughs) You see the lights off in the distance, and there's just swirling mist that you can see in the sky. I looked over at dad and I was like, well, that don't look good. It was the most ominous looking thing I've ever seen. And that was uh, just, yeah, foreshadowing. Had a bad feeling basically the entire day. Didn't want to talk to anyone. Nervous as all get out. Got into the stadium, sitting on pins and needles. Like, it, again, still misting just enough to annoy you. And I kid you not, I know I texted you about this during the game. Every Mm -hmm. time Mississippi State had the ball, it rained again. And as soon as they punted that bitch away, it stopped. (laughs) It was the, like, I'm I'm not like an existential person. Like, this is going to probably anger some people. Haven't been to church in quite a while. Uh, Not really into, like, the whole astrological stuff. Never had, you know, the desire to go get my palms red or anything like that. I'm kind of a what you see is what you get person. But, dude, bad vibes. Bad vibes all the way around. And uh, the game played out that way. So, Yeah. I um, It was beautiful in Florida. It was nice. (laughs) Um, So, I had high expectations Thanksgiving. You know, rolled around for the game. Turned it on. Me and Katie watching the game together. And, uh, yeah, it was downhill from there. 
is this a setback in your opinion? Uh, in what way? It seems like we had kind of turned a corner at one point to where, you know, things were going smoothly. And <laughs> then in the Egg Bowl, it like it just all kind of reverberated back to old Mississippi State where uh, had a lot of chances to stay in the game or possibly win the game and just like took that 12 gauge, pointed it straight down at our foot and fired away. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I mean, we'll talk about the game a little bit, but I don't – I'm not that upset about it. I mean, it happens. The Egg Bowl is always weird. It's always crazy. Um, even, I mean, Dak, other than his first year when he came in, he never beat Ole Miss. So, I mean, I'm used to – you know, I'm used to losing it when I expect to win it. I'm used to winning it when I expect to lose it. Um, I don't really – would I have loved to win it? Yes. Did we look – Worse than we had the past few weeks, yes, but um, I don't think it is a you know a sign of bigger things to come at all. I think it was just you know the conditions weren't great. There were several mistakes, and just couldn't ever get the ball rolling. So yeah, I agree with you. Loss. Yeah, I agree with you there. I kind of subscribe to the leech theory. I don't know if you listen to his post game press conferences or post game press conference, but. Basically what he said, like, boiled down to, like, there's a difference between trying hard and trying too hard. Like, there's a way you can try too hard. And um, that's kind of how it came across to me. Like, we had – like, when have you seen Will Rogers just miss a guy wide open? Yeah. Uh, when have you seen us drop three touchdowns in a row? Like, it's just not a thing that happens. Um. And, yeah, like you said, the conditions probably had something to do with that. But it was like they were pressing, trying to make sure that they did everything perfectly, and they tried so hard that it was basically the exact opposite. Yeah, they seemed tight. And, um, I mean, it really – that first missed touchdown where you overthrew, I don't even remember who it was. It was Mackay Polk. It was Mackay Polk. Polk. Um, I will take credit. I will take responsibility, not credit. Uh, for that going south because uh, I had my cowbell sitting between my legs. Um, and whenever the pass was thrown, I saw Mackay Polk just standing there by himself, immediately reached down to pick up my cowbell to ring in jubilation, only to find Premature out that – <laughs> Yeah, only to find out that uh, pass fell incomplete. Yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, Mackay still makes that play a lot of times, but, I mean, it was definitely overthrown. Um, and then the one right before half where three passes hit the guys in the hands, and especially the last one. Um, was it Tulu? Yeah, that was Tulu. But, I mean, Tulu and, had, like, two big catches to get a stand. Yeah, there. on that drive. Yeah, he had an insane catch over a defender, and then he misses that one. And, um, you know, it just – at that point, I was kind of like, oh, God, here we go. I was weary from the start. Uh, if you remember, we came out and stopped them on fourth down on the first that was drive. The like that was the, the best 30, part of the night. It was, what, the 34-yard line because the kick yeah. went out of – or the kick went in the end zone to start off. I thought, oh, this is it. Like, we're going to come out. We're going to go score on this first drive. We're going to take control. And then I had to set up for a field goal, which, like, congrats, Nolan McCord. You made one. We appreciate it. Yeah. I felt, I felt okay after we made the field goal. And then, you know, we traded field goals there for a while. Um, we're up six to three and then just disaster. Yeah, I thought that we were going to follow a similar script to what we've, ex- you know, experienced throughout the season. I thought when we were driving right there before the end of the half, we were going to score there. And we had, like I said, or like we both said, three chances. The second one was kind of funny. It just hit Jaquavius Marks right in the face. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> but, in the face. Uh and then we miss a field goal, and we're down, what, 10-6 at halftime. Get the ball back to start the second half and don't score. And that's kind of the first time that's happened in several wow. weeks. So, as soon as that happened, I looked at my dad. I was like, hey, man, we could be in trouble here. And sure <laughs> enough, we were. And, look, let's let's call it what it was. Like, we don't have to sugarcoat this. But like, Ole Miss was better. They're a 10-win team, like, have the best player in the state. One of he should be the first quarterback taken in the draft. Um, but it still sucks to admit, like it's a, it's really freaking annoying that we had so many opportunities to, 
you know, at the very least, keep it entertaining and um, just kind of shot ourselves in the foot. But, yeah, Matt Corral's legs played a huge part. Um, yeah, you know, didn't have the greatest game passing, but that dude, yeah. I all the respect in the world to him, man. Like, he's freaking annoyingly good. Yeah, like, anytime they needed something, he'd have a 10 or 15-yard scramble. Um, you know, he just kept drives alive. And, you know, he hadn't been able to do that the past few weeks. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think I had been – tooting his horn more than more than most you know even when he wasn't playing as well just because of those he's a gamer and you know like you said he's he's really good so I mean I don't like the guy I don't like the team he plays for but what really what kind of annoyed me was Lane Kiffin yeah that was the you know a lot of state fans I've seen have been saying like hey I don't like I need a reason to hate Lane Kiffin. Like, I want to hate Lane Kiffin, but I can't. I think Saturday or Thursday was their first reason to hate Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I'm assuming he plays all this stuff like he doesn't care or like you shouldn't hate somebody, all this stuff. And then it's just, you know, doing stupid stuff. You know, he's like saying it's over to like the crowd. And then afterwards he's saying like how the cowbell is like, we don't even try to follow the rules. Like, dude. Do you think everybody in the stadium can stop ringing the cowbell at one time? Like, Nobody else complains about that. It's, just, it's only you got to remember, Ben. It's only toxic when when Mississippi State wins. God, dude, it's, all it's, this, everything now is cute and funny and hilarious and yada yada yada. And uh, as soon as State wins, it's um, you know the rivalry's just gone too far. We need to leave the trophy at the field. All that bullshit. I hate those people. Yeah. And why'd you have to do that? I know. Man. Now I'm angry recording. <laughs> and uh, DJ Durkin sucks. Yeah, can we just, like, I just want to take this time to mention, DJ Durkin killed a kid. He did. And uh, anyone associated with him should uh, be I guess under- that's why they fake so many injuries. He's just used to seeing guys laid out lifeless on the field. <laughs> Is that too far? That's, no, I mean, yeah, probably, but it, that, was, that was good. Yeah, they uh, – can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, the, the look, the SEC's got to do something about that. Tennessee fans I mean, tried to warn us, dude. I mean, it was egregious. Yeah, and now they have the sideline view where you can see, like, Lane Kiffin flapping after it happened to get it to slow down and whatnot. Like, players looking at each other on, like, who's going to go down? And then, like, one of them just, like, grabs his knee and falls down and then is in the back in on the field in the play. It's like – it's just ridiculous. Like, granted, it probably had no, it had no effect on the game because we just weren't playing well. And we it did, still it did, to... it did to an to an extent because we were driving right there before halftime and right. The guy did, but it. we still we still dropped three passes. So I can't really blame that on him. True, injury, but, but you can still say like, hey, your your flow got your rhythm got messed up, right? And it's it's just ridiculous, man. I just it's so frustrating to watch when you know and like. Ole Miss fans will say cry or like, you know, it's it's not illegal, so it's strategy and all this. It's like, come on. There's got to be some sportsmanship and some, you know, just common sense that that's not the way you should play the game. It's you, and, you and talking about sportsmanship, they were doing the uh, are you ready cheer while Makai Polk, who actually was injured, uh, was laying on the ground. So screw those. Yeah, that's – it's pretty classy. But, I mean, to be fair, I'm sure there's Mississippi State fans that are the exact same way. Sure. I would do that, that kind of thing. So, um, I'm not saying it's just them, but uh, I had one other, one other thing I thought was interesting. Um, as the game was coming to a close, Matt Corral, I don't know if you saw this or not, it wasn't even like he was celebrating the Egg Bowl. He was just holding up 10. Did you see that? 10 wins. On the sideline. Yeah, which I thought was – kind of different you know for a school that claims three national titles and was the greatest thing you know running in the 1960s and Archie Manning who had 31 touchdowns and 40 picks in college but is apparently the greatest thing of all time and you have to drive 18 goddamn miles per hour on campus because of his old ass for a team for a school that claims all that for a school that claims all that stuff you would think they'd have a 10-win season before but I guess not this just went off the rails Busby you did it I know. 
and I wasn't even trying. Like, I didn't even think that that was toxic. I just thought it was interesting. But I mean, we should probably get off this topic. Uh, yeah, you want to be, you want to get happy. You want to look look ahead to the future. Yeah. So Thursday was senior night, and I was, I guess I just haven't been paying attention. I was appalled at how few seniors, and really <laughs> like how meaningless they were. That they okay, announced Austin Williams. Austin Williams is coming back. He, him, and Jameer Calvin both. Oh my god! The I didn't only even know that. the only receiver you're losing is Malik Keith. Well, good. We don't know. We haven't had anyone. Let's just preface this: we haven't had anyone join the transfer portal yet. That's going to happen. So don't get like too excited. Uh, Malik Keith is the only receiver you're losing. You're losing LaQuinston Sharp from the offensive line, which sucks. And thank God you're losing Scott Lash because I'm pretty sure he loses fifty percent of battles against Air at this point. He couldn't yeah. block me. The fact that they were even putting Sam Williams over Charles, which he beat Charles Cross a couple times too, but the fact they were even putting him on Charles Cross was blowing my mind. Yeah, Sam Williams actually just, couldn't block him. Sam Williams raised his draft stock like two rounds just based off of Thursday. Yeah. But uh, what's this? You you pro- you know better than I do probably. What was the status? Like forty seven touchdowns were either thrown by, caught by, ran by, or returned by an underclassman. Yeah, you. Uh, <clears throat> I can find it. The exact I, yeah, go for it. And uh, I believe Leach said Thursday after the game, like, hey, get pretty used to seeing these guys because they're going to be here for a little while. I was right. I was surprised to see Lashley – or not Lashley, um, Austin Williams and Jameer Calvin sticking around an extra year. And, of course, you're going to lose Martin Emerson and you're going to lose Charles Cross because they're going to go right. high in the draft. Where is the stat? In theory, you also get Jordan Davis back. I can't remember if he tore his ACL or Achilles. Either one, it's, you know, hard to come back by. But uh, he was supposed to be your big pass rusher this year, so can't hurt to add him back in the rotation. Yeah, I um, I mean, they didn't show really any of the senior night stuff. I assumed Austin Williams was gone. Mm-mm. That's my bad. Okay, so here it is. This was on November – 15th that 29 of our 37 touchdowns have been scored by freshmen and sophomores yeah i think there's a more up-to-date one but yeah yeah i mean it's i mean most of them and so i mean the future's bright um i assume we're going to get some more um the transfer portal is going to be hot um both in and out probably yeah but um i'm excited The, the one thing we we need to do is defensively we just gotta tighten up on the big plays. Other than mm-hmm. that, I'm I'm excited. After two years of being in the Zach Arnett system, and granted, this is all like us assuming that the coaching staff is going to return as it is. Mm-hmm. Isn't like shouldn't we just come to expect big plays at this point? Like we shouldn't say we have to limit those. Like we just assume that we're going to give up one a game at least or something like that. I mean, one a game's fine. Eight a game. So yeah, fair. Um, there's also talk. I'm not like the biggest follower of recruiting, but now that, you know, it's that time of the year, it's time to start digging into it. There's also talk of us, you know, ending up with a top 20 class, which would be really exceptional for Mississippi state. Um, gotta, gotta finish strong here, but the, uh, the early rumors of, uh, Leach not being able to recruit seem to be false at this point. Yeah. It's amazing that he can, uh, it's amazing that he can, you know, recruit, uh, you know, three or four four stars currently and also you know make an appearance at the Connerly trophy to support his quarterback whatever <laughs> I, I guess that is a thing that you're allowed to do I didn't know there's other schools that just don't take advantage of that but whatever yeah that's fair also just sidebar did you see his comments about almost falling yeah it that's, was it was, that was all time that was all time and then he tweeted a gift today of a guy falling down the steps. Yeah. When when Leach is joking on Twitter, you know, you know he's feeling good. Yeah. Um, it sucked in in synopsis. It sucked, but I don't think it's a sign of any future things. Right. I like your synopsis. Um, we do have a couple other games that we're going to cover really quickly because Saturday was awesome. But before we move on, I would just like to reiterate: DJ Durkin killed a kid. So. Um, uh yeah, kid died. DJ Durkin's fault. Uh Saturday was awesome. There were like three games back to back to back. 
The first of which kicked off was uh, the game, Michigan and Ohio State. Ben, you enjoyed it. Were we wrong? <laughs> I was wrong a lot this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but I was happy to be wrong. I um, I watched this in- game, this entire game, and um, first of all, it was kind of like snowing. And it was cold, and, you know, it was kind of like a Big Ten game, what you think of. The big house was rocking um, from the beginning, and Michigan just came out and punched them in the mouth. Ohio State could not stop their run game, and it was awesome to watch. Dude, if Michigan football was like that all the time, I would legitimately be a Michigan fan. Like, that was so much fun to watch. And you're right, the snow makes it so much better. But they just freaking, like, took it to Ohio State. Yeah, it was was a beatdown. And – we were wrong about Ohio State, which is fine. Whatever. Darn. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's fun to see a new team be good like that, which I know Michigan historically has been great, but we really haven't seen that, you know, in the past, what, 10, 15 years probably? Yeah. I and mean, we beat uh, them in the Gator Bowl by 107 yeah. points in 2010. <laughs> um, so, uh, I enjoyed the game. Um, I thought they looked really, really good. Uh, their defense, look, is it – What's the defensive? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Animal? Yeah, that dude is a monster. Yep. Um, and they're running back. I think the other like one's good. name is Ajabo. Yeah, they were studs. So I um, I enjoyed it. I think the um, CJ Stroud for Heisman is dead. I think I put something about the Heisman on here. I can't remember, but. We just gotta we gotta try again next year. We just gotta yeah. give out two highs next year. Just punt this year. Um yeah, you talked about Michigan's running backs. Haskins was the backup running back for most of the year. It's been Blake Corum, and then Haskins ran for was it four or five? Was it five? Four or five, yeah. Maybe five touchdowns. But yeah, absolute bloodbath. And like you could tell early on that uh this was a different game than what we what we've become accustomed to with Michigan Ohio State. Uh, I would, before we move on to the next one, I would just like to say one more thing. There was a little bit of a tussle in the tunnel and on the field coming, Mm -hmm. you know, third quarter. Just Mm -hmm. saying, maybe maybe we'd be consistent about, you know, criticism and don't say that, you know, everything's become too toxic and we need to move the rivalry up to September or anything like that. Yeah, Who am I to judge? Just, for them, it's just a good old-fashioned rivalry. Yep, it's it's just the pageantry of the game. The dude ripped it. The One of the Ohio State um, players ripped off Michigan players' helmet in the end zone. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, when Mississippi State then, got in a fight last year, it was the biggest black eye in the history of the sport. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I but, am so bitter right now. Yeah, you are. I got you started on a tr- downhill train right now. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. The Big Ten Championship, disgusting. We're gonna talk about it later, but puke in my mouth. Yeah, Iowa. They how are they in Big Ten? Well, Championship? Because Wisconsin also stinks. We just yeah, assumed that they were good because it's Wisconsin. Yeah, I was like, I told you last week, Minnesota's not good. They lost to Bowling Green, and then they just come out and smack Wisconsin around. Yeah, uh, Ben, <clears throat> your first love, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Took down Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, that was a barf game, too, until the fourth quarter. I could not believe this was the first Iron Bowl going to overtime. I know. That shocked me, too. Um, but, yeah, it was that last drive. I mean, everybody harped on Tank Bigsby um, not going out of bounds. I mean, for kind of good reason. Yeah, but it was like the dude was trying to get a first down, and he got yanked out of bounds. It's not that's, like he ran out of bounds. That's true. So – um, I think it was more of a good play by the defense than him messing up. Um, granted, it did affect the game, but you also let Bamba go 97 yards in like a minute and a half. Yeah, can we talk about that too? I've seen a lot of people say that's uh, 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 Bryce Young's Heisman moment. We just forget that he sucked for 58 and a half minutes of that game. Yeah, but we just talked about how the Heisman sucks, so the Heisman moment at this point <laughs> – he finished yeah. 25 of 51. <laughs> yeah. And that, but that last pass was sick. Yeah. And, and yeah. Also, uh, Jameson Love getting kicked out for targeting was 
hilarious. I've never, I didn't expect the wide receiver to ever get kicked out for targeting. I forgot that Alabama like plays all their starters all the time. So who'd you say? Jamerson Love or Jamison Williams? I said Jamison Love, didn't I? Yeah, that's that's a blast from the past. But overtime was awesome. Do we like the new overtime rules? No. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> that was a short-lived conversation there. Yeah, uh, I get why they did it, but it kind of sucked. It was kind of anticlimactic at the end. I have a question for you, Ben. Mm-hmm. After so Alabama got the ball first overtime, scored, then Auburn scored. Go for two. Um, yeah, look, Auburn's two-point play was sick. Yeah, go. Why for would two. you not bust that out? You know. You had T- first of all, TJ Finley stinks. Second of all, he stinks on one foot, like in the game. Also, I was saying Bama should go for two at the end of regulation. Really? No, if I'm, Alabama's got all the momentum at that point, I would have kicked. Yeah, but I mean, that's just me. Usually I'm kind of a, you know, you try to end it right there, but definitely Auburn should have gone for two. I mean, Bama had all the momentum. You know, you're struggling, your quarterback's struggling at that point. So, I think you just go for it. Also, like, at that point, you're six and five. What do you have yeah. to lose? Right. So, it's like, I oh, no, go for it. I'm going to lose on this Music City Bowl opportunity. <laughs> Gus Malzahn would have gone for two. Gus Malzahn would have gone for two. And he probably would have gotten it and then got extended for another six years. Exactly. Um, do you think that the Heisman of Bryce, is Bryce Young's to lose after Saturday? Probably. You know, Michigan uh, Michigan State, Kenneth Walker doesn't have another game. Um, there's talk about a defensive player winning. I don't think they're, that any of them are good enough this year. Um, Matt Corral, I'm assuming he may be invited. I don't think he's going to win it. Um, C.J. Stroud doesn't have another game. Um, Bryce Young I mean, does. Maybe so. if Aiden Hutchinson has like three or four or five sacks on Saturday. Yeah. True, he could. Or Will Anderson takes it to Georgia. Yeah. I don't really know. But it seems like it's Bryce Young's, and that's just – Bryce Young's not that good. I mean, I think he's good. But I don't yeah, think he's I Heisman mean, good. Which, granted, yeah, we can talk about the Heisman. Another I time. am one of – I am – you you know I have been a staunch, like, uh, Jalen Hurts is bad advocate. Yeah. I like Jalen Hurts was significantly more impressive than Bryce Young was to me this year. That's fair. Bryce Young's also how old is he? A freshman? He's a sophomore. Sophomore, freshman, 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 sophomore, something like that. Well, uh, technically, probably a freshman because that COVID thing, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Yes, I think it's his to lose at this point. I don't care about the husband this year, though. Fair. Uh, Third game, we'll the, the late next year, though. right? The uh, the late kick, Bedlam was Bedlam, dude. It was insane. Uh, spoiler alert here, Ben. I fell asleep at halftime, so you need serious? you to need you to, you know, take over this part of the conversation. Yeah, it was just back and forth. It was typical Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State tried to blow it several times. Um, there's a point there where Oklahoma got up. Decent double digits. Yeah, I uh, I woke up whenever Oklahoma was up nine, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's not good." Yeah, they had a few fluky plays. I think they, I, I can't remember exactly. It was either it was like a turnover or they fumbled a punt, muffed a punt, and Oklahoma got it real close or something like that. Um, yeah, and it felt like it was switching over to Oklahoma, and they were just going to run away with it. And then Oklahoma State came out and took it to them. So, you know, they're a bunch of men over there. <laughs> They're no longer 40. Um, it was the most anti, like, Oklahoma State game. Because, like, th- typically, like, Oklahoma State is the team that you can always count on dropping one where you're like, oh, well, things are really going in the right direction. I thought we could count Oklahoma State this year. And they just lose without warning. Um, and the fact they got Lincoln down to rally the, already out the door? Well, save that. We'll get there in just a second. Um, the fact that. They were down at least nine at one point and came back and won. Kind of shows it's a different Oklahoma State team. Um, defense that I heard so much about left a lot to be desired, but Caleb Williams is also going to be awesome. So 
Uh, can't really blame him too much there. He did a lot of ridiculous things. Yeah, and um, that place was rocking too. Talk about yeah. anything else, but that place was insane. They got the biggest TV of all time. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, but good for Oklahoma State. I mean, like we talked about with Michigan, it's good to see somebody else um, with a chance to go to the playoff. They get to go to the Big Twelve, yeah, Big Twelve championship against um, Baylor now. So, um, we'll see. Yeah, they can sneak in. Yeah, let's uh, let's have you jump ahead to the playoff ranking, shall we? Um, okay. New ones came out last night. You have Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Cincy, the top four, followed with um, who is it? Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, five and six. <clears throat> Any surprises there? No, I think it's right. I, I, I like them putting Michigan too. Um, Bama didn't look good against a bad Auburn team at this point. Um, I agree. They're probably about to get housed by Georgia, and they'll fall out. And if Oklahoma State takes care of business, we got a cool looking playoff. There are a couple chaos scenarios here that oh, I yeah. just like. What happens if Alabama wins and Oklahoma State wins? Oklahoma State's got to take Cincinnati's spot, right? Probably. Um, what happens if both of those teams lose? You have Georgia, Clemson, or Georgia, uh, Michigan, Cincinnati, and then a coachless Notre, Notre Dame. Dame team. Yeah, I think I think Notre Dame sneaks in over Bama. Uh, by the way, unless it's did, like they lose by like three. By the way, news did break. Uh, while we were recording, Notre Dame is no longer coachless. Um, really? Who is yeah, it? we'll we'll get to that here in just a second. But what? they have. I don't know. Have, it's Marcus Freeman. They it's their defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like permanently? Yes. Or interim? Yes. No. Oh. No interim tag. Head coach. Which, nice. um, you know, first thoughts here. I think it's a good hire, and I'll get to why here soon. But uh, yeah, I was. I'm with you. I didn't. I wasn't surprised by anything in the playoff rankings. Um, and I do kind of want to see these chaos scenarios play out, but we'll get to that whenever we get to our picks. Um, we've been alluding it, kind of dancing around it since we started. The coaching carousel has some clarity and even more grogginess than uh, we originally thought it would have. So let's just go through <laughs> what we know has happened and give a little quick feedback on that and uh, talk about what may transpire from here. And the uh, Twitter was set a buzz on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop you right there. I will not be the next head coach at LSU. Next question. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That was, that was all time. For anyone that doesn't know Lincoln Riley, has been named the head coach at Southern California. Uh, big move. Like, USC is probably going to control that West Coast now, them in Oregon. And he's already flipping recruits and taking coaches and maybe taking players, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, it's going to be awkward but, whenever he's they like bowl banned for three years already. <laughs> that would be something. Um, Oklahoma fans are going through it, man. I don't know how closely you're following this on social media. I, I saw a message board post. I was legitimately asking, like, if this was legal. I'm like, oh, bless your hearts. Like, you guys have not had to deal with this ever. Literally ever. Yeah. They have never had a coach leave for another job. They've, they've either been fired or retired. Really? Yeah. I mean, which I guess isn't super surprising. It's a top 10 job. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, and somehow it's the second biggest news. Yeah, because uh, this is one me and you have gone back and forth on a little bit. News broke okay. Monday. Brian Kelly's going to LSU. <laughs> That's crazier to me. You you want to start you, off for a few reasons. Well, this one was give just us your crazier takes on me. Brian Kelly. Well, first of all, it was crazy because everybody had been hearing Lincoln Riley tell us you constantly. There was nobody – I mean, there were some other names, Dave Aranda, other names, but it was kind of like they – people were making it sound like Lincoln Riley was who they had their eyes on. Lincoln Riley goes to USC. Now it's like, oh, is LSU scrambling? You know, are they going to settle for somebody? What's going on? And then it breaks that Brian – they get Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's at – is Notre Dame a top five job? No. 
Top. I'll put it in top, top 10. ten. I don't think it's top. Definitely five. top ten. Um, won a lot. He's in a team that may make the playoffs this year, currently. And he just says, "All right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going down to Baton Rouge." And Red stick. I'm gonna. Yeah, like, couldn't you like even if y'all had an understanding that you were going to be the coach, finish the season? So probably want to go ahead and get boots on the ground and start working, man. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. In the in the in the age of the transfer portal, people decommitting like crazy, he was still going to be a big name in pool recruits. Like it just. If I was he also, I mean, they are pissed, but I'd be super pissed. He also did this to Cincinnati. Like, okay, why why do Notre Dame fans have a right to be angry? Because he did it to Cincinnati whenever he left to go to Notre Dame. Cincinnati was 12-0, and 0, and they were playing in the Sugar Bowl, and he did. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't have a reason. But Notre – I mean, it, not that he left. It's almost – I mean, in a very not the same way, but like how Damon left Mississippi State is like – by like not even a second thought which we've come to see maybe not as true um but in the middle of possibly going to a playoff and just dipping out yeah i get the frustration there but i also like dan mullen i, mean, I don't feel sorry for notre dame fans because they're notre dame so. like dan mullen didn't give us anything he just like we found right. out like I, like we said a couple weeks ago we found out that he was leaving because he changed his Twitter profile. Um, Brian Kelly did send out a text and he did have a team meeting and address everything. Like, I don't know why we we're like the arbiters of what a coach should and shouldn't do to leave. Like if he's leaving, just leave. Like you're, if you're a player, you probably don't want to hear from him. And, and we yeah. always act like he should, like they're like the moral high ground. Whenever we have substantial evidence that Brian Kelly is probably not who you should look up to morally. Yeah. The um, POS. Yeah, uh, I have seen. Coach. Yeah, I'm not going to touch on all his past history and stuff. He killed a guy, <laughs> killed his, killed a kid as well. Also killed a kid. Yes, DJ Durkin killed a kid. Um, I have seen a lot of people just say that like they don't like the hire, like it's not going to work out. I I want to take some time here just to remind people, LSU's last two head coaches were Les Miles and Coach and Ed Orgeron. Brian Kelly coaches circles around both of those dudes, and they each won a national title. Yeah. And I get it. Like, it's a boring hire if you just look. Like, today's day of college football is, like, a high-flying offense, spread them out wide, throw it around the field, like, all that kind of stuff. And that's not the way that Brian Kelly seems have ever played. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't matter. Like, he's won won at least ten games for five straight years. Notre Dame was a dead program, basically, before he got there. He got Cincinnati to where they are now. Like we, we've already said, that they were twelve and zero. He got Butch Jones a job at Tennessee for God's sake. Yeah, that was crazy because of what he was doing at Cincinnati. Like I, yeah. I, 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 again, I went on this rant a couple weeks ago about like the whole fit thing. I was who about to cares? say, I think he's a bad fit. Yeah, who cares if he's like, <laughs> oh, I've never had crawfish before. If he's winning eleven games, he's going to have to beat Alabama, or that fan base is going to riot because that's what that fan base does. But as far as, like, providing stability and just having someone X's and O's out there, it's it's night and day from Les Miles and Coach O. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I think it's the biggest hire, even with Lincoln Riley going to USC. You think it's bigger than Lincoln Riley? Yeah, I think he's a more proven coach. It's probably fair. I think Lincoln Riley taking over at USC means more nationally. Because we've seen LSU stay relevant, even – you know, with bad coaching. Um, but USC hasn't been USC since Pete Carroll left. And adding another school out west that people actually pay attention to would be a lot of fun. Not to mention you can go pluck a five-star from five minutes down the street. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I just think Brian Kelly's a better coach. And um, it just – yeah. But they were both, I mean, huge hires, came out of nowhere. Right. Um, insane. And – and I, I, I hate to do this to you again. I have one last rant before we move on. Will you will you grant me this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is it. I promise I'll stop being bitter. We got to stop romanticizing Coach O. I have seen so many people talk about how happy they were 
that he won his last game and he should have gotten carried off the field and he's just LSU through and through. The guy's a bumbling idiot with a goofy voice who says some weird stuff that might make you laugh every now and then. He was a bad football coach at Ole Miss. He was a bad football coach at LSU. He just happened to strike lightning in a bottle one time whenever he hired the right people and found the right quarterback. And also, probably not a good guy based on the skeletons that we have found at his closet, whether it be hitting on co-eds or pregnant women or, I don't know, covering up sexual assault allegations. The Coach O love fest has gotten annoying, and I'm kind of glad he's gone. Let him go enjoy his $16 million in Destin, Florida. Are you done? I'm done. You feel better? No. I'm still mad about the egg bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I'm going to miss it, Coach O, just because he's freaking hilarious. Yeah, he's a goober. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, I mean, he was not good. Um, the next thing I had written down here is what's next for Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Well, we know Notre Dame, they hired Marcus Freeman, and he's been the guy behind the last – like they were number five in recruiting this year, and uh, they had the number two class in line for next year. Um, and, uh, and basically everyone credits him for that, so a good way to keep the, uh, the recruits flowing in and, by all accounts, great defensive coordinator so yeah i mean i didn't even know that till he told me so i think that's a good hire i mean everybody's talking about luke fickle and, and other names so those guys will probably still be there if notre dame wants them in the future but this is kind of a sign of continuity and the kids know him and recruiting and he's you know could be great so i don't hate it um regarding oklahoma i have absolutely no idea and it's kind of fun so yeah, we'll see. Next week, I'm sure we'll have the answer to that. Also, last coaching thing that we're really going to hit on, when's the last time Florida hired somebody and, like, just no one cared? Yeah, Billy Napier. Good on – like, good for him, man. That dude he, played the slow game and it paid he, off. He waited out everything perfectly and he ended up at Florida. I don't know how it's going to turn out. It could be good. It could be bad. We get paid. But, yeah, kudos to him and – um Anytime Florida, like, makes a coaching hire and it doesn't even create a, a ripple in, like, the college football landscape is weird to me. But that's exactly what happened because Lincoln Riley announced he's going to USC just a couple hours later. Yeah. I mean, other jobs got filled. Washington, Washington State, Virginia Tech, TCU, SMU. Yeah. Whatever. We yeah. We'll see how those work out. But no names uh, really worth mentioning there. Just a quick note on – Mel Tucker getting paid. James Franklin getting paid. Screw those. Mark people. Stoops getting paid. That's the weirdest extension I've ever seen. Dude, the stipulation on that thing is crazy. Yeah. Win seven games, auto extends a year. At what point he's like, hey, I got to get out of here. We're just going to put yeah, like, like, a linebacker quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And then if he wins 10, I think it extends two. It two? But, uh, such a jump. Seven gets you one year, but ten gets you two. James Franklin has won what two games? Didn't he go two and four last year? And he's seven yeah. and five this year. And he got like a hundred million dollar extension. He got the like this, bag. Yeah, the, dude, the market has exploded, and uh, crazy. it's going to get really annoying whenever we have to give Mike Mike Leach's raise. But it is what it he's is. Worth it. Um, no ad read this week. Uh, I I was too sad and depressed to respond to any uh, potential you know, candidates, mm -hmm. but we'll get back on that next week. I'll, I'll send out a couple emails to see what I can find for it. Um, Brought to you by Gatorade. What you should give a football player when he's working out and practicing in heat. Yeah. And particularly, particularly a defensive football player because the offensive players never grant for whatever reason. Um. And uh, we talked about our picks from last week. We are now tied. I had a two-game lead. And uh, you won three of our four differences. This is Let's championship go. week. So we have, uh, we have a couple big games. I feel like we're going to align on a lot of these, so it might be a little boring. But we'll see We'll see how it goes. The, uh, the first game in the American, Houston at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a 10-point favorite. 10.5-point favorite. Yeah. Uh, I want Cincinnati to lose so bad, so I'm going Houston. 
I don't think Cincinnati's going to lose, but I do think Houston keeps it within the 10 and a half. I mean, that's fair. I just, I'm over Cincinnati. Brian Kelly lost to Cincinnati, by the way. What? Brian Kelly he did lost lose, to Cincinnati. He did lose to Cincinnati at home. Um, the game was played at Cincinnati, though. You know that fan base is going to be wild. Maybe I'm talking yeah. myself. But we're going to stick with it. Houston plus 10 and a half. You good with it? Yeah. Okay. Pitt versus Wake Forest in Charlotte. Pitt is a uh, two and a half. You, you point first. Me first. Uh, I'm taking Pitt. Taking Pitt to cover the favorite. I think that um, Kenny Pickett is good, obviously, and Wake Forest's defense is not good, obviously. I'm going the Demon Deacons. You don't want to do that. You can see it all they over broke, your face. Yeah, but they've broken my heart a couple of times this year when I picked them, so they're due. So I'm going with yeah, them. It's fair. Uh, a rematch of a game that we just saw a couple weeks ago, Oregon versus Utah in Vegas. Oh, on speaking Friday. of or- – hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, before you give your pick. Speaking of Oregon, uh, Joe Moorhead got the Akron job today, so good for Joe Moorhead. He took it? He took it, yeah. Oh, God. Can I be honest with you? Last yeah. rant, mini rant, I don't care. I don't like, the farther but- we get away from the Joe Moorhead era, the happier I'll be. Yeah, I like the guy. Terrible yeah, football coach. I'm sure he's a good dude. I'll go – I mean, do I take Oregon now because he's gone? Because we say he's not a good football coach? The one game he wasn't there, they lost to Stanford, so I'm going Utah. I've been Mr. Utah. Oh. And I – just like I was Mr. Kentucky and I picked against oh. Kentucky last week, I learned from my lesson I am sticking with Utah. Oh. That was such – you're such a tease. Uh, me first this time. Michigan versus Iowa in Indianapolis. Michigan's a <laughs> ten and a half point favorite. And look, Michigan might only score thirteen points in this game, but if Iowa doesn't score any, then what's it matter? Uh, I'm taking Michigan minus ten and a half. I, yeah, we're all everyone's Michigan. kind of chalking up Michigan as like, hey, they're gonna get, they're guaranteed to make the playoff, and uh, I am joining those people. Like, I I don't think that they lose to Iowa. So. I'm good. Yeah, give me Michigan. I can't pick against them after last week. This is a recency bias. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're probably going to get uh, housed. <laughs> uh, another like rematch. Zero. Right. Another rematch. I think that game's on – no, the Oregon-Utah game's on Friday. Um, yeah. Another rematch. Oklahoma State versus Baylor and Arlington. Oklahoma State won the first one 24-14. to uh, This one kind of scares me. Baylor's been up and down. Oklahoma State coming off a big high, but I think they know what's in front of them if they win possible, probable playoff spot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna take Oklahoma State to cover. I'm gonna take Baylor to cover. Take Baylor plus four and a half. This might be our only difference. So fighting Dave um, Miranda's. Yeah, picked, I've been I've, I've been Mr. Dave Miranda's turd. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention when we do this. Obviously. Uh, Georgia versus Bama. Let's just get this over with. Georgia. Ben, if I told you one team had the better quarterback, the better coach, and the best player on the field, and that team was going to lose, you would think I'm crazy. Um, but that's what's going to happen because Georgia's going to cover a six and a half. Okay, now I want to take Bama. Do it. You got the balls. Give me Bama. Okay. Just called out my manhood. Give me Bama. I don't believe in it at all, but give it to me. I watched TD Moultrie feast on Bryce Young this weekend. I couldn't imagine what Jordan Davis is about to do. Uh... And there's no him. and there's no Brian Robinson. I just gotta stick. I just gotta keep it within a touchdown, baby. <laughs> there you go. Um, two NFL games unless. Ben gets frisky and is a jerk again. Uh, the Chargers at the Bengals. The Bengals are three-point favorites. This is a big-time AFC wild card implications. I'm taking the Chargers. I, I'm for, I feel like I'm a huge Chargers guy. I picked them. I don't think I picked against them all year. Um, I think Justin Herbert's really good. They have tons of weapons. Um, granted. Burrow has Chase and Mixon. Mixon's playing like a guy on fire right now. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. 
The Chargers are that team that everyone keeps telling me is good, but anytime I watch them, they're not good. That's fair. That's fair. So I'm taking the Bengals at home, minus three. We have a lot more differences than I thought we would. And then the uh, the big Monday night game, New England at Buffalo. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. No Tredavious White. Me. Yeah, this scares me. Patriots have looked awesome. How many have they won in a row? Seven, Six. Six? Six. Six in a row. Um, Bills have looked up and down all year. Um, but is this for first place in the AFC East? I think the Patriots are already in first place in the AFC East. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So if the Bills would win, then right. So I'm taking the Bills, Josh Allen. It's at Buffalo. So they just got to win by a field goal. On Monday night, you know Bills Mafia is gonna be out and rocking. Um, I think New England's gonna win. I think New England's gonna cover. But I can't bring myself to admit that. So I take the Bills as well. <laughs> Fighting Mac Joneses, man. Colts play him next week, so I'm really terrified. Quick recap. The Vikings of the AFC. Right. Quick recap. Uh, I took Pitt. You took Wake. Um, I took Baylor. You took Oklahoma State. I took Georgia. You took Bama. And I took the Bengals, and you took the Chargers. I think I'm about to get housed. I don't feel great about any of those either. <laughs> Uh, but, yes, as we said beforehand, we are tied. This is championship week. We only have one college game next week, and it's the Army-Navy game. We might just – I might just pick differently than you just for funsies on that one in the name of patriotism. Um, okay. So, after That'd that, really – after that, we really just have the bowl picks. We've decided to include those as well. So, yeah. uh, got a Maybe long way to go. week by week instead of just all of them at once. That works. That works. Yeah. Um, also, this seems like a good time as any since we brought it up to announce we are doing a B-team podcast bowl pick. Um, the Let's winner go. will get something. We don't know what yet. It'll be more than just bragging rights. But uh, we are doing a bowl pick That should be announced on Sunday, like where everyone's going. So um, next Wednesday when we record, I should have or we should have something made up. We can give you the password and all that kind of stuff if anyone wants to join. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So, Ben, we have one more thing here. What? I was saying, all right, I'm ready for this. We have one more thing here to do. Um, we have another rank this. And I hate my list so much. I think I gave myself a stomach ulcer today thinking about this. <laughs> so, just a quick recap before we – tell you what the new thing is last week we did thanksgiving side dishes and i was scolded at home for including gravy as a side dish they're just not right and i also caught so much shit for green bean casserole yeah green bean casserole sucks it, it does not suck you pick deviled eggs which I, love deviled eggs. I had two of them yesterday tonight's list is disney animated movies and i had my list made up as of like 10 o'clock this morning. And then I got found, I was told at 6.52 that we were including Pixar. So I had to redo everything. I mean, that's a and Disney. But... Now my honorable mentions are like twice as long as my rankings. And a lot of people probably think my honorable mentions are better than my rankings, but they're not because it's my rankings and not your rankings. That's, that's what I want to preface this with. This is my picks i have one that's not down here that's gonna piss a lot of people off but these are me. my picks me these are my picks and i would just like to say that we me and ben haven't told each other what our picks are i just know that one of his is that's not on there is absolutely ridiculous and he deserves to be scolded for it and i might kick him off the podcast even though i don't have the authority to do no. so look this is disney movies to me i mean are about nostalgia and growing up and watching them, um, there are some great ones that aren't going to make this list. I have a, I have like 15 amazing movies, and I had to narrow it down to five. But these are mine that I like that are my favorites. You can have your top five, and it may not have any of these. So keep that in mind. With that being said, hit me with number five, Leslie. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. I'm my number five that I had to rework is Monsters, Inc. Ooh, great movie it was on a couple a weeks ago movie. it was on a couple weeks ago at my sister's apartment i sat down and watched the whole thing 
Mike Wazowski. You didn't finish your paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great movie. Not in my top five, but it was on my list. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. All right, number five for me. (laughs) Number five for me is Hercules. Not a Hercules guy. Really? Yeah. Dude, I know a lot of people like it. Those two, I can't remember what are their names. Uh, I can't remember, but the two little demons that are with Hades, and he's like thirsty and like points it at him. That's like a top 10 thing I quote at all times. I think the movie's hilarious. Um, got some great mo- moments in it, and that's just one to me that I know wouldn't be in a lot of people's top five, but to me, I didn't I even was, write it down for honorable mention. Yeah, so you want to go four? You want to stake it? Sure. So my number four is going to be a hot one. (laughs) I don't even want to say it. I'm embarrassed. It's a goofy movie. Oh, a goofy movie is great. And now I'm very mad at myself for not including that. I don't know if it would have made my top five anyway, but I didn't even write it down. But That's a great movie. Yeah, goofy movie is underrated. There's probably some people out there that haven't seen it. Some great songs in that movie great message in that movie when you have bigfoot sitting there with with the headphones on doing a little dance with his finger i mean i love that movie so that's my number four okay you talked about underrated i feel like there's a theme with both of our number fours here i think the most underrated disney movie this is actually a disney movie not a pixar movie is the emperor's new groove oh great one that was on my list but i couldn't put it in it is I laugh every time he throws that old bastard off the side of the mountain. You threw off my groove. You threw off my groove. Oh, God. The poison. Cusco's poison. The poison specifically made for Cusco. Cusco's poison. That poison. That's oh, God. Movie. It's such a good movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my number four. I could, watch, I, I could watch that any day of the week. I think that is the most underrated Disney movie. I don't know why it doesn't get more respect than it does. Uh, number three is the most recent Disney movie on my list. It is Moana. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Great story. It's just a, a great, whimsical, you know, upbeat movie. And The Rock is you can't get you can't go wrong with The Rock. What can I say except you're welcome? That's a banger. Yeah, I, I had it on my list. It's not my top five, but that's a great yeah. movie as well. Number three for me is Mulan. Yeah, I had it in my honorable mention. Yeah, I love it. Great soundtrack. Uh, Mushu, Eddie Murphy, always funny. Um, probably the movie that I sing the songs, one of the movies I sing the songs from the most. And, um, you know. But to me, it's just one that I've watched a billion times, and I love it every time. Does I haven't take... watched the live action, but okay, this is the animated ask... version. Though. Okay, I was gonna ask: Does it take anything away from it that the live action wasn't good? I've heard it was terrible. It, it once I heard out that heard there was no music, like no singing and no Mushu. I was like, well, why would I watch that? True. Uh, Eddie Murphy is great ancillary character. I think yeah. Disney's made by ancillary characters. There's one that's yeah. not on my list that as maybe the most famous one that I will touch on after all this is over. Or who knows, maybe you have it. So we'll see. Is it is it frozen with Olaf? No. Oh, he's good too. Josh Gad. Yeah. He's he's top tier. That was um, that was on my it's not on my list. So. Yeah. It's not on mine either. No, hurt hurts me. But Frozen's better than Moana. But no, 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 no. Yeah, it is. It's okay though. Okay, but okay, like everything you like about Frozen, just picture it on a beach. I'm a big beach guy. But okay. Olaf is just the best. Are you on number two? Yeah, what's well, your turn to do? Oh. Yeah. I'm on number two? No, no, no. I went, you went five, I went five, four, you went four, three, I went. You should go three, two. Okay, you're right. Got lost in the stake. You're smart. Um, number two for me is Toy Story. Uh, we can just keep on going because mine is also Toy Story. Yeah, it's a 
classic. The fact that your number bucks. one isn't going to match mine is absurd. I know, dude. I know. I love that movie. I love okay. It. Toy Story is great, by the way. Uh, so you talk about a star-studded cast with uh, Tom Hanks, Tim Tom Allen. Hanks, Tim Allen. Yeah. yeah. Sid oh, was the whole one saga of the, is good. Yeah, t- uh, Sid was one of the scariest people like ever. He was just out there burning yeah. toys for fun. He, he wasn't even as scary as that damn toy he had with the head with the <laughs> robotic spider legs. True. Terrifying. So I am not cut up on the entire series. Um, but Toy Story 1 is the one that I'm referencing, and it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I mean, it's the OG, so that's the one I put on there, but they're all good. Number one? Yeah. I can't believe I'm either. This is I'm chalk. Either. I can't believe it. It's yeah. There's a reason it's chalk. People people this don't like people don't like whenever people do chalk things because, like, it's too easy. There's a, too easy of an answer. It's the obvious answer. It's the Lion King. Anyone that doesn't have the Lion King is the best Disney movie of all time is wrong, and they're just trying to be different for the sake of being different. I can't believe I'm even having I'm even having to defend having the Lion King. I'm, at one. I'm not saying that it's wrong to have it at one. It's you just want to talk about you want to talk about cast. You got young Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You got Matthew Broderick. You got uh, 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 James Earl Jones. You got uh, Jeremy Irons. You got Whoopi Goldberg. Like, you got everything. You got what you want. You got what you need. It's a great movie, man. I'm telling you, it's a great movie. Best soundtrack. Great play, if you're ever, you know, I've only seen it it at the Orpheum, but... (laughs) It, it's it's so, it's how do you and it's got like the saddest scene in movie history it's got everything it hits you in all the fields there's a good story at the end Rafiki's hilarious Zazu good comedic relief Timon and Pumbaa also funny yeah Nala, Nala right. was hot it, it, for a it, lion <laughs> it should have been in my top five you're right but when I think back on my childhood I liked Lion King but it wasn't one of my favorites I had a Simba chair that I got for my very first nice. Christmas. I had a plastic cup with Simba on it. I remember that. Mm. I drank out of a ton. A lot of chocolate milk <laughs> we drank out of that. Gotcha. Ben, I'm going to tee you up here. Because I don't know what your number one is. And I'm very curious uh, You're not going to gonna like it. You're not going to like it. A lot All of right. people aren't going to like Go it. Go for it. So this is a movie. There were two movies when I was a very young child that I had to have playing to fall asleep. Two Disney movies. One of them was Dumbo, which scares me because watching that movie back, it's weird, sad, not good. So I don't know why that was there. But this movie, for some reason, I love and it's Aladdin. That was the one I was talking about with Robin Williams. Yeah. The genie. It's also thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. It's also a really good live action movie, but yeah, I haven't seen it actually. Will Smith. It before we before we expanded it, it was number five on my list. Yeah, so I, love I like Aladdin. it. Yeah, you got Abu, you got Raja the Tiger, you got Jasmine, you got Jafar, who's low key scary. I don't think it's low key. I think he's meant to be that way. Yeah, he's terrifying. Um, what's the uh, what's the parrot's name? This is gonna kill me. All I can think of is freaking Zazu. Now that you said <laughs> Zazu's name, um, God, I know it's played someone's, by someone's um, yelling at us right now. By the way, it's, it's played by the goofy it's voice guy, Mago or Iago or something like that. Iago, Iago, yeah, 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 that guy. So, um, it's to me, it's an, it's just me. I know it's not going to be – it probably won't even be in a lot of people's top five, but to me it's the one that I like the most. And you can hate me if you want to. You're wrong, but at least you, you branched out a little bit. Um, there are a couple of glaring omissions here, Ben. Should we just run through what we have? Yeah, Frozen should be in there. No. Uh, Tarzan, best soundtrack probably out of any. Tarzan movie. is a fire it, – it is – it's only on my list here because of the soundtrack. Yeah, Bill we Collins went and, off. We got Beauty and the Beast. Yep, that was that was on there before. You know, we changed things up. 
Um, Jungle Book, the original with the actual animals. It's the bare necessity. necessity. Um, Little Mermaid. I think that's my sister's favorite. That's yeah. Katie loves that movie. Lady and the Tramp. Great one. Uh, the you saw me. You texted me during our recording. You asked me what was that face for. I was reminded that Finding Nemo would fit in this category. Yeah, uh, I left Finding yeah. Nemo off. Some low key, some ones that won't make lists, but are are good. Ratatouille, uh, Bugs Life. Uh, another sort of recent one that's really good that I don't know how many people have seen is Zootopia. Great movie. Yep. Aristocats, old one, but still hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, 101 yeah. Dalmatians, maybe the most evil villain of all time, Corella yeah, Deville. And then you have all the classic ones like Cinderella and, and Snow Pinocchio, White and Sleeping Dumbo. Yeah. yeah. I think Pinocchio is the highest rated Disney movie of all time. Why? I don't know. I was just perusing Rotten Tomatoes earlier. It's weird. Uh, so that's our uh, that's our latest rank. This we're probably gonna do a couple more of these. You know, it's getting Christmas time, so we'll have to do uh, some fun stuff Christmas there. Movies if y'all sure, have, but yeah, if y'all have ideas, shoot them at us. Absolutely, um, Ben. There is one thing I would like to address before we hop off. Uh, I may be speaking out of turn, so if I am, like we haven't discussed any of this, so if I am, just like let me know here. This has kind of become like a quasi college football podcast. And I don't think it was ever intended to be that. Mm. Um, We have some fun ideas planned for postseason because like, let's be honest, me and you aren't like huge basketball people. Like I like the NBA a lot, but I don't follow college basketball very much. And to be fair, I don't follow the the NBA very much outside of the Grizzlies. Um, Baseball still got a ways to go. Like NFL will be wrapping up. So we have some stuff planned not sports related um coming up very soon that we hope you all enjoy and if you have any ideas like topics you want to see us discuss or uh you know like fun things we could do on the podcast like shoot them our way because we are all ears but um, people you want to hear from right we have some guests lined up we have some people that we're trying to find spots for uh find topics for so um yeah, this was this has become a very comfortable, heavy podcast, and it, it, it's kind of just because like that's what I feel like me and you are most passionate about sports wise. Yeah, that's what we love. But yeah, I mean, like we're gonna take this in a pretty non sports related direction yeah. when college football's over. So yeah, it's gonna um, morph. We'll still probably talk about some NFL. We'll mention some college bat. I mean, sports will still be intermingled. And we have March Madness coming up. So yeah, we're not gonna, but we're probably not gonna be as heavy focus on it we'll have some fun i think people probably may some people may enjoy some of our takes on other things more so and if not that's or too, but yeah or just hearing us be idiots, idiots and try to rank top five disney movies and not include the lion king yeah i'm gonna have to go take some pepsi <laughs> um but yeah everyone i know we went a little long and I, that's all we had so we hope you all enjoyed yep talk to y'all later bye